Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hi guys, I'm back. Welcome to episode 23 of my podcast. I sound so nasally today and I hate it, so I apologise. I literally always have a blocked nose. I swear to God, I don't think I've been able to breathe properly for like the past two weeks. Um, But I was gone for a bit because I had to revise for my mocks. So, you know, of course, I've been quite stressed. But by the time this comes out, I would have finished all my mocks. I'm literally jealous of future me. Um, But yeah, today I'm going to be talking about respectability politics. Basically, what inspired this episode was like there was this whole discourse on Twitter on whether or not black women should be wearing bonnets outside. And of course, I had to say something because a lot of people were playing into respectability politics. And I'm just here to say that won't do shit for black people. Can we stop policing black women, please? Can we be left alone? But yeah, that's literally just what inspired this episode. People were just being crazy on Twitter. So here I am. So respectability politics is basically this idea that like if black people, I'm using black people as an example, but like if we conform to white structures and behave better and act the way basically white people want us to act, then we'll get better treatment from them and basically stop facing racism. It's like this idea that the culture that we have, like the way we act is inherently bad and that's stopping us from being liberated and doing well in society when really it's white people's fault it's white supremacy like that's a simplified explanation but obviously you know if you're not dumb you would know that this idea is bullshit like it's not true at all there's obviously nothing wrong with the way black people act like it might just be different from you know the concept of whiteness and its norms and that's okay to be honest it's better than okay and also i feel like to me i feel like the whole idea of respectability politics is just a form of like victim blaming like it basically blames marginalized groups for their own oppression and allows the oppressor white people to not take any responsibility for their wrongdoings you know what i mean like how are we getting blamed for the structures created in society that oppress us like it doesn't make any sense from things like colonization to slavery to genocide the list goes on white people allow the exploitation of marginalized groups just so they can benefit from it like black people pulling up their jeans isn't going to do anything to stop that we're still going to be facing racism at the end of the day we're still going to be facing the effects of white supremacy so i just think it's pretty stupid for anyone to be believing this whole idea of respectability politics because it's not going to do shit for black people And this whole thing kind of makes me think of when black people are like murdered by the police, people always say, well, you know, if you obeyed orders from the police or like did what they told you to do, you wouldn't be in this situation when we all know that's not true. Black people will obey police orders and they will still be killed. That's how the police force works. It's a system that's built off white supremacy and allows and then justifies the killings of black people. Like, there have been countless of victims of police brutality who literally did exactly what the police told them to do and they were still killed. And even if they didn't obey orders, nothing justifies being murdered by someone who claims to protect people. I'm going to talk about, like, the myth of the perfect victim later and, like, how it links to this. But my point is that nothing that black people do will stop the police from brutalising us because that's what their system literally teaches them to do. 
Like, police officers still brutalise black people, whether we respect them or not. We're not the problem here. We don't need to change anything about ourselves. We don't need to change the way we act around police officers because we're not doing anything wrong. What needs to change is the policing system. And you guys know I don't mean reform. I mean actual abolitionist steps because that's what's going to bring about real change. Also, I've been thinking, I don't even know if this is going to make any sense, but like with the whole like obeying police orders thing, I feel like no we low-key know that like when police officers specifically like when they're stopping and searching black people they do it to humiliate and degrade black people like that's how i personally see it and to me it resembles the way slave owners would treat enslaved black people like we know that slave owners would make slaves abide by their law and do whatever they wanted them to do and then they would humiliate them and basically dehumanize them by stripping them naked beating them etc and i feel like police officers do the same like it's just something that's been modernized they know that black people haven't done anything wrong but they want to embarrass them and literally strip us of our humanity like from telling us how to respond to them and you know what tone to use with them to invading our personal space to brutalizing us in the most horrific ways possible like we're literally not seen as people if you think about it police officers are literally just continuing practices that slave owners used to dehumanize black people which is why no matter what we as black people do they won't treat us with the respect we deserve. Like, we can play into respectability politics as much as we want, but that won't stop the police from killing us. They kill black people who sag their pants. They kill black people who wear business suits. Even if we have top jobs in society, they will still kill us because that's what their system teaches them to do. It's got nothing to do with us. It is quite sad to see that some black people have internalised white supremacy and the idea of respectability politics and that they think that, you know, if they abide by the white man's law, that's going to free them from the oppression that they face. I'm here to tell you that it's not true. The master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. That quote remains powerful. Like, conforming to white supremacy will not dismantle white supremacy. And that's what we need in order to be liberated. It's as simple as that. Harassing people from your own community for not wanting to, you know, conform to white supremacy's ideals is dumb as fuck. You look stupid. Please, some of you need to stop gagging on the white man's balls. He will not free you because if he really wanted to, he would have done it by now. There are a lot of black people out there who literally think that respectability politics is going to get them far. Hence the discourse about black women wearing bonnets outside. I'm sorry, but that whole argument is stupid. Please, can we leave black women alone? Can we ever be at peace? We're always being talked about and we're not even getting paid for it. The disrespect, oh my God. This entire argument, like I personally believe this entire argument is literally just an excuse for people to police black women and insult us and call us ghetto. That's all it is. Like their entire argument is, you know, You can't wear bonnets outside because it's ghetto and it's not presentable. But not presentable to who? To who? And then that's when you've caught them. Because what they really want to say is it's not presentable to white people. I don't care about what is presentable to white people. No matter what, there are white people out there who are not going to respect black women. Us not wearing a bonnet outside is not going to change that. I don't care about being presentable to an oppressor. I have better things to do in my life. Can we catch a break? Like, it's definitely an example of respectability politics because you guys think that black women have to present themselves a certain way to get respect from white people. 
if we have to do all of that just to get respect from them, we never had it in the first place. And also, can I just say, white girls are literally allowed to have messy hair days. Like, they're allowed to wear their messy buns, whatever, whatever, and they're never hated for it. Like, society leaves them the fuck alone. But as soon as our edges aren't laid, or, you know, we're wearing a bonnet outside, we're criticised. We can never win. Like, we're already demonised by the majority of society. Us wearing a bonnet outside will not change that. So please, leave black women alone. I've never worn my bonnet outside, but best believe I'm going to wear my bonnet outside now just to piss everyone off. I'm going to do it just to spite all of you guys, because I can, and I'm going to look good doing it. Black women look good regardless, even when we're wearing bonnets, and I feel like it's just a jealousy issue. People are just jealous of us. I mean, to be honest, I would be too if I wasn't a black woman. That's all I'm going to say. Going back to my point about how um, black people have internalised respectability politics, I feel like we've seen this happen with a lot of like black celebrities and like black people who have like reached certain positions of power. Um, For example, Obama and what's his name again? Tony Swell, the guy who wrote the government race report and basically just blamed black people for their own oppression. That race report was full of shit. It was just pure gaslighting. But also with Obama, like, I know that he's made some comments like feeding into the idea of respectability politics. I don't remember all of them, but the most recent one was about the slogan defunding the police. And he basically criticised like Democratic candidates for using what he called snappy slogans like defund the police because quote for quote he said you lose a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Basically, what he's trying to say is it's not going to appeal to white people. He could have just said that and gone about his day. Defunding the police isn't like a, it isn't a snappy slogan, like it isn't some type of quirky slogan that we need for a brand logo or something. Like it's an actual demand. It's a demand made by black people because police officers keep killing black people. Like, yes, okay, a majority of white people don't agree with the defund the police movement. That's not going to stop us from demanding it because black people are literally being murdered by the police and that's our main focus. We cannot prioritise the feelings of white people over the lives of black people. If white so-called allies don't support the notion of defunding the police, then were they really allies in the first place? Because we all know that a lot of Democrats, especially white Democrats, pretend to care about black people in America so that they can get votes. That's the only reason they do it, so they can win votes at elections. What business do black people have appealing to them? None. Obama basically wants black people in America to be mindful of what they say because he still thinks that assimilating with white structures is going to save black people. And the thing is that, though, he should know better because he literally became president of America you know, supposedly the most important person in America, but white people still found a way to disrespect him. They still found a way to be anti-black and racist to him. So I don't really know why he's out here advocating for black people to seek white approval. It's weird. Like, it just goes to show that respectability politics will get you nowhere. You can be in, like, the highest position of power, like Obama, but white people will still find a way to not respect you. So this whole talk about respectability politics has made me think about um, the criminalisation of black people and the myth of the perfect victim, which I said I was going to mention. But um, there are some really good slides about the myth of the perfect victim on the Darkest Hues Instagram, darkest.hue. 
um you can go check that out but basically we all know that when black people are murdered by the police people will always find a way to justify their deaths by villainizing them and i've talked about this before but um this happened with george floyd and unfortunately it's happened with countless of other black victims of police brutality white people and the media will literally jump at any chance to find all the bad things that black people have done leading up to their deaths just to try and justify their murders anything to validate the racist beliefs that they already have about black people like oh he was committing a crime he was resisting arrest he wasn't following orders so he deserved to die literally anything that allows their conscience to not empathize with those victims and what they don't understand is that no matter what that black person has done in the past or the way that they've acted during their interaction with the police it doesn't justify their deaths all it does is blame black victims for their own deaths when it wasn't their fault it was the fault of the racist policing system point blank the policing system allows and then justifies the killings of black people instead of blaming black people for supposedly doing something wrong during their interactions with the police how about we actually hold the entire police force accountable and by holding them accountable what i really mean is abolishing the police completely that's the only form of accountability we'll accept but back to my point i just think that when black people are murdered by the police a lot of people tend to play into this whole idea of respectability politics because they think that unless the victims fit into this narrative that the white man has basically created for us then their deaths aren't worth fighting for like the only way people will empathize with the victims is if we can prove to white people that they were a good person the only way that people think that these victims deserve justice is if we can get white people to agree with us and an example of this was when Elijah McClain was killed by the police a lot of people were so focused on like letting the world know that he was such a sweet and kind person which don't get me wrong he was but it pushed this narrative that he didn't deserve to die because he was kind rather than he didn't deserve to die because no one deserves to be killed by the police whether or not they're labeled as a criminal like he didn't deserve to die because black people shouldn't be brutally murdered by the police by a corrupt system it's as simple as that and i also remember someone saying that like it's literally a distraction because instead of us focusing on the police officer who has killed that black person and the racist police force we're sat here trying to prove how this victim was a good person which perpetuates this idea that if black victims don't fall into the category of the perfect victim then they don't deserve justice i feel like i forgot to say but perfect victimhood is basically this like idea that only some victims of police brutality deserve justice and our empathy a category literally created by white people to give them a reason to empathize with victims of police brutality when the only reason they need should be that no one deserves to be killed by the police point blank like if you think about it if that's not enough for white people to want to demand justice for victims of police brutality then there is no point in trying to convince them because they clearly didn't care to begin with we can't keep playing into respectability politics every time a black person is murdered by the police because we would literally be doing them a disservice trying to prove to white people how good and kind that victim was won't do us any good because at the end of the day they'll still find a way to justify our deaths that's all i have to say i just think that some black people out there need to stop seeking the approval of the white masses because we're never going to get it we shouldn't be trying so hard to get the oppressor to respect us because that is not what is going to liberate us um that's it from me i am done talking for the day
thank you guys for listening to this episode i appreciate it um oh my god i forgot to say i know this is very late but happy pride month happy pride month to my lgbt folks out there um this is a reminder that we need to support the lgbt community all year round and not just in june but yeah thank you guys for listening okay i'm leaving now thank you bye if you like this episode and want to hear more from me subscribe and tune in every friday for now take care